the Buffalo Bills travel to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles this weekend and hope to keep their win streak alive. And we'll cover some more games coming up for this weekend's slate, along with some Black Friday football. All on this edition of the Buffalonian Podcasts, Betting on the Bills. All right, let's go. Are back with the Buffalonian podcast. I'm Joe Kelly. As always, I'm joined by none other than Dom Loss. And Dom, we had we had the Rocky music going last week for some underdog mentality. Now it's because we are going to Philadelphia. Not we're officially us. underdogs. Yes, yes. So now it's officially underdog mentality in Philadelphia. Oh boy. Oh boy. Had to run it back. But just want to make a quick couple housekeeping comments here. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. Hope you had a great one. Uh, welcome to Black Friday football. Hope you're getting your deals and watching some football. So that'll be good. Uh, but anyway, here we go. The Bills are taking on the Philadelphia Eagles after the Eagles rolled into Arrowhead on Monday night and took down the Chiefs. So listen, this is this is going to be a great game, I think, personally. A big game, statement game for the Bills. If they do happen to win this game, it 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 could you know maybe turn the tide a little bit. Bring the the vibes. The return of the vibes has already happened, but these this could be the vibes strike back. Like they're they're here, you know. Oh, so here you go, Star Wars. It, yeah, it could it could happen. Um, a new vibe, you know, something like that. We we'll, we'll think of a title on Tuesday if they win. But truthfully, this this is a statement game. I don't know how you feel about it. Before we get into the nitty gritty, though, give us a brief just. How are you feeling going into going into Sunday? I'm feeling a lot more confident, obviously, than going in. Well, I should say going into last week because I didn't think the Jets were particularly good. But going into, I guess, this week, two weeks ago, I was like, oh, I don't know about this. I'm definitely picking the Eagles. And now I don't know, I'm kind of still in the 50-50 mode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the fact is the Eagles are at with the health of each team the better team there's no doubt about it. they have a better roster right now i also will say the, i thought the eagles were really good on monday but i didn't i wasn't overly impressed and that doesn't mean like oh to be disrespectful or anything but like they're nine one they've it takes it, it is a skill to win close games mm-hmm. like it is it is a skill to when you're not playing your best football finding a way when hell i mean we saw it with the bills all this year you know, not yeah. playing their best football and not finding ways to win. I mean, Broncos game, Jets game, first Jets game, I should say. Like, there's multiple examples of the Bills falling flat on their face when they play their worst football and not be able to come through. Patriots, right. I mean, I can just go on and on. But 
So it is a skill, but I, I think I'm more confident going in just because I think this team, the vibes are a little back. I like how the defense has been playing the last couple of weeks. Now, this is going to be a huge test, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But I like, I'm liking a little bit how the defense has been playing a little bit. Like that was the side of the ball that was really concerning to me. But the addition of Rasul Douglas, honestly, Tyrell Dodson is much, I don't think he's the number one linebacker in the NFL. I know PFS says he is graded wise, but. Um, he, but that doesn't distinguish the fact that he's actually played pretty well. I mean, him and Bernard have played, have solidified that linebacker. Uh, yeah. And getting Douglas, obviously with Benford, uh, you know, getting the two safeties healthy in the back and the D line playing pretty well. Um, I feel a little bit more confident, um, in, in this bills defense than I did. Um, I know they're just coming off whooping Zach Wilson and then the offense, it seemed like the vibes are back and, and we know this Eagles defense can definitely be had a little bit as if you block their front, which is the big question mark. Right, exactly. Listen, I think it's going to be a good game. All right, I really do. The Eagles are a dominant team. The brotherly shove we see, and it was effective uh, against the Chiefs. It has it not been effective. They have great players at their skill positions too. They're a very deep team. Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback. A great decision maker too on the run. Um, he can just you know move around. He's got that knee injury that kind of looked a little goofy on Monday night against the Chiefs, but he still um, played all right on it, scrambling wise and all of that. So I don't think that's anything to worry about. They have a solid run game with uh, DeAndre Swift. So listen, this could again. I've, I've said it already multiple times. This is going to be a great game to watch, and I I I think. Like I said, statement game for the Bills. If they can win this game against an eight and one team where their one loss came from Zach Wilson, which is still mind-boggling to me. Um <laughs> it's just, you know, they're nine and one actually. They're nine and one now after the Chiefs win. That's right. Uh but the, yeah, their one w- loss coming from the Jets out of any team in the NFL. Listen, this could be big. This could be big for the Bills. And then they oh. have their bye next week. This is a good week to really just lay it all on the line, win the game, mm, then absolutely. take the week. Yeah, to recuperate. Then you got the Chiefs coming out right after the bye and the Cowboys after that. So, Listen, I mean, you see on the schedule on the bottom. Yeah. Eagles, bye, Chiefs, Cowboys. I mean, this is the toughest three-game stretch in the entire season. And it's a stretch where the Bills, again, as I as I allude to on the pod on Tuesday, really have to find a way to win two games. Mm-hmm. They have to find a way to win two games. And honestly, the most winnable games are probably your home game against Dallas and probably I would say this game just because yeah just because the Eagles are a little banged up right they're they're one of their better defensive tackles Milton Williams is concussed has a concussion and he may not play I mean we, we'll get an update today mm-hmm. we haven't got an Eagles update we get, we'll get to the Bills update injury wise and yeah they're off how Dallas Goddard um and I just feel like the Bills kind of match up a little bit like pretty well with with this Eagles team more than the Chiefs team because the Chiefs have a very good defense. I don't think the Eagles have a great defense. So I think the Eagles can be scored upon. Um, I know if someone's going to talk about, oh, they just held the Chiefs to 17 points. The Chiefs had a red zone interception, red zone fumble, and like six drops. Like, credit you got credit to the Eagles for making the plays, obviously, but like yeah. – the Chiefs shot themselves in the foot. Like they, 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 they were playing themselves. Like we allude to the Bills doing, they were playing against themselves uh, Monday. Bad. I'm kind of getting at, though, is that like this Eagles D-line, nasty. Like Hassan Reddick versus Spencer Brown, 
I know Spencer Brown's played pretty well. That gives me the creeps a little bit. Josh Sweat's played really well. That's going to be against Deion Dawkins. And then, obviously, this is, like, probably the biggest interior, you know, defensive line the Bills are going to play all year with, you know, Carter and and Cox and all that on those guys. So, am I a little concerned about that? Yes. But I also just think the middle of this defense can be had. Um, You know, these linebackers are not good in coverage. Nicobe Dean, I think is actually banged up now. I think about it, but Zach Cunningham, mm-hmm. they're just not good in coverage. And the safeties, Byer, I know had an interception, but he's kind of struggled since getting traded. Reed Blankenship, like the middle of the defense could be had, and you saw against the Jets, the Bills really started to attack that. I think this could be. I, I say this every week, but like Shakir, Kincaid, like over the middle on these short routes, I think could have big games. Obviously. I mean, you were right about last week, 81-yard touchdown from Shakir. Yeah, and and the Eagles have been susceptible to big plays against them. I mean, I know MVS dropped that ball, but that was a 60-yard touchdown. Like, they Mm -hmm. have been susceptible to big plays, and they kind of got smacked around on the ground by the Chiefs. Now, I don't think the Bills' offensive line is, at least interior offensive line, is the same level as the Chiefs, so that would be a little bit difficult. But, like, I'm more confident in this game than the Chiefs game strictly because I think this Eagles' defense is not as good as the Chiefs. And I also just think with Hurst being a little banged up, he's just a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, he is. And that's why I said he looked a little goofy in the in the pocket, honestly. Just with that knee injury, the brace doesn't seem to free him up, really, to do mm-hmm. as much as he normally does. He's normally pretty elusive. He did not look like that at all against the Chiefs. Uh, he moved around for sure, but nothing like he normally does. So I think that needs that, that'll play into it. In the Bills' defense – one of the biggest things is just stay dominant, right? You're you're at your third stringers in some positions, right? Rasul Douglas comes along, has a career day the, last week. Yeah, it's against the Jets offense, right? And that's that was the big thing we talked about, right? The Jets offense is not a good offense. So the bill, everyone's like, oh, you just beat the Jets. The Jets defense is arguably the second highest ranked defense in the NFL, right? And the Bills mm-hmm. offense came out and played. They do that again against Philadelphia, reigning NFC champion. They're nine and one, like you said, they're a dominant team. They can do that against a defense like that. And Joe Brady has another great game. My confidence just will continue to tack up and up and up. You know, my, this is my concern. Like I said, this is <laughs> my concern. Okay. Is that I think the Bills interior D line can get had a little bit in the run game. Mm-hmm. It's always been like that. I know that's why they got Linval Joseph, who I think is going to be like the X factor, really. His return game. His yeah. return game. Look at that. The ability to how strong he is. Like, I think he's yeah. actually like, the, the the weirdest X factor, but he is mm-hmm. uh, for this defense. My biggest concern is I'm if Ben Benford's playing, I think his hamstrings all right, and he had he played a really good game against the Jets. Him against Devontae Smith, I don't get super concerned with, other than occasionally Benford will get big deep. I think we yeah. saw that. Oh, I'm blanking on the receiver. I think I might have been Curtis Samuel that beat him for like a 40 yard completion against Washington, but yeah. that would be my only concern. My biggest concern though is the Bills getting beat up in the middle. And them getting run on and AJ Brown with the play action because AJ Brown, whenever he was with the Titans, would just absolutely destroy the Bills. Now I know that was him going against Levi Wallace, and it's a little bit different now with Benford and Rasul Douglas, who I think are—I mean, obviously are better corners than Levi Wallace. I would agree, but like, yeah. dude, he would just eat on us, and he, he was just a freak. And he's a mismatch for us because our secondary is not like known to be super athletic. It's supposed to be like smart and like intangibles and all that not like oh we're gonna run a fourth like this dude runs a four four and is a freaking god of a man yeah um so that would be my biggest concern is the run the interior of the 
of the Eagles offensive line just dominating and AJ Brown just going 150 and two tutties on our head. Yeah, I mean valid concern, especially the way he did play against the the Bills defensive scheme a couple years ago with the Titans. Those Titans games for a while until 42 to 7 really were uh, until he was off the team. Until, until he was off the team. So, yeah, I, I mean, Derrick Henry was not the issue. It was it was uh, what what was his name? Completely just blanked on who you said. AJ Brown, right? Yeah, AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Yeah. Go, going briefly into the injuries for two seconds. Yes, my the senior Eagle... moments have been packing up recently too. I got to stop with that. But continue. <laughs> the Eagles haven't really announced their injuries for today, so it's kind of hard to. Again, I I said Milton Williams. He's in concussion protocol. He could clear, but he has back to back did not practices, so that means he's definitely going to be in concussion protocol today because he's probably going to get limited. Yeah, if he even does that, so I would assume he's out with the concussion. Uh, Goddard looks like he's not going to play with that broken forearm. Everyone, Derek Barnett actually got cut, waived. Uh, one of their D linemen got who's not terrible but kind of underachieved as a first round pick. Um, he got mm-hmm. cut today, or I should say waived. Um, so who knows with that? And then everyone else seems to be playing. The Bills, however, are going to be without Dane Jackson, and they're going to be without Taylor Rapp. Um. Taron Johnson, big news though, clear concussion protocol, so it seems like he's going to play. That's, That's huge. Mm-hmm. And Lewis and Hyde are day-to-day. So it would be nice to get both those guys playing um, because you'd have your backup nickel and Cam Lewis have a, a backup safety. I, I would assume we see DeMar Hamlin active, mm-hmm. and I think, I think Josh Norman is out of uh, practice squad call-ups, so I think Marcus Ingram has one left. Um, so I think Jamarcus Ingram was going to play in this game as well as, and be like the third co- outside cornerback behind. Yeah, it's concerning, but that's just how we're, how the the stage is going to go without Kyrie, um being on IR. So I think that's the moves, and um, yeah, it's unfortunate having Dean and Taylor app out, but hopefully they can get back as as you allude to by next week. So mm-hmm. they have another two weeks to kind of get back with their their injury and. Yeah, other let's news. get the defense healthy. Can we campaign for that, please? Just and not, not lose a defensive player At least, we got, at least game. it seems like we're going we're gonna to get Taryn back and hopefully Hyde and Lewis play. Yeah. So those guys would be important to the defense, especially Cam Lewis played pretty well. I had to he get. I, he's not, I, don't, I don't like him as a safety, but him as a nickel corner, I was actually pretty impressed. Yeah, when he came was, in for yeah. Taryn Johnson, he was very, actually impressive. Yeah, he yeah. was actually pretty solid. Um, mm-hmm. Other news also, just briefly with Dawson Knox. Obviously, we know he's not playing in this game, not activated mm-hmm. off IR. They said it's potentially a possibility for him to come back for the Chiefs game, but not certain. So that gives me a little concern as well because it's like, okay, we now be what? This is game five. Six, game five least, with two seven weeks or mm-hmm. whatever at post-op or whatever it is when the Chiefs game happens. If he's not healthy there, be a little concerned. But I think you saw with Kincaid playing how he has been and Quentin Morris actually being really solid in that second tight end blocking role. Um, yeah. I think it just showed that they don't have to rush him back, which is good, which is good. I mean, he's a good. Dawson Knox is still a good player. He's overpaid, but he's still a good he's player. He's overpaid, so. but he'd be, he's a great, I mean, to Kincaid really exploding this season, great tight end option with him in a rotation. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think they might try and restructure contract if, if anything, but I just, I wish him the best in getting healthy. I can only imagine um, when they weren't telling us how bad the wrist injury was, where he was dropping mm-hmm. those passes too, kind of, you know, we you knew something was wrong, but yeah. So, how about let's get well, my keys to the game. Yes, yes. 
is one, don't get crushed on, on either side of the line of scrimmage. Can they? They have to be able to hold up on the line of scrimmages. They're completely mismatched, mm-hmm. and they're probably going to lose both of them. But they cannot just get actually destroyed. Like there's a difference between just lose. Okay, you lost. You lost the battle, but you didn't lose the war. Like yeah, if you get smoked on both, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose the war. You lost the battle and you lost the war. Like mm-hmm. that can't happen. So it's okay to lose the line of scrimmage ish. Like. The Eagles have an advantage there, but you can't just get actually like, oh, they're running six guards a carry and they're getting pressure on Josh. No, because they'll just go down the field like that. They're not afraid to. What? How are you going to contain the the legs of Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown on defense? Mm-hmm. And offensively, who other than Diggs is going to like be consistently there? Because we saw on Monday night the Eagles made a conscious effort to not let Travis Kelsey. Take talk, away. talk about getting shut down. That's effectively he's what getting, they did. Yeah, you saw he was getting double teamed. He was getting triple teamed. I know he fumbled and had a drop, whatever. Not his best game for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like they were like, we are going to make everyone else beat you. And guess what? Justin Watson had big drops, big communication. MVS had a big drop. Like Clear Shakur, Gabe Davis, Dalton K. Like those guys, I mean, they've been stepping up already. Like, they're yeah. going to have to step up more in this game because I, I think there's a scenario where Diggs is another quiet game because he's taken away double team, triple team by this Eagles team and they're going, but it's also on Joe Brady to unlock Diggs by moving him around. Yeah. Play him to his strengths and let him, he's one of the shiftiest pass route runners in the NFL. So let him just do that, please. Like, yeah, those (laughs) those are the three keys. Uh Oh, my fourth key, I guess is just play complimentary football. Like Like, last week, just complimentary, just every, every aspect of the game needs to, Again, compliment it. Can itself. Sam Martin get out of being 31st in that is the big question. That's the real question. Does he? But here's the thing. It would be best if he didn't move at all because then we wouldn't have to punt at all. So mm, uh, that was, uh, effectively, we, we don't Bravo. want that to change. We don't want any stat line to change on Sam Martin because yeah. that means the Bills offense executed. So that, that's what we're hoping for. That, that was Well, or they just turned the ball over a lot. But Right. You know. Yeah. Yes. If whatever. We, we the other side of the coin. The other side of the coin there. But if the Bills have to punt, we want to see Sam Martin's numbers. Uh, let's get him out of 31st in the NFL, please. Maybe maybe 30th, 29th. What would you be okay with? 20th? Getting like at least like slightly <laughs> below average. Like, come on, man. It's trash. What if he's got he's got to make it make his way over time though? He can't just jump to 20th, you know. Yeah, nice little 70 yard punt net punt. Yeah, come on now. Yeah, all right, all right. We'll let it trickle. Let the Bills let it trickle back as far as they can. So, but um, the, the Bills are three and a half point underdogs. They are. They are. It was a weird line in a lot of places earlier in the week. Did you see that? They weren't giving them a full three and a half points. The Eagles. It was like three point two five or something like that. This is tough, man. Just coming off a of second place in our picks. Do we pick the Eagles or do we pick the underdog? I'm going underdog. I played Rocky. I have to. And honestly, Hungry Dog runs faster. Brandon Bean made those great adjustments to the defense, right? Rasul Douglas, Linval Joseph. I think they're going to actually play a huge part in the team's success mm-hmm. this week. Um, Allen seems – he said it himself. I'm back on the field the other day. He's got – the confidence is restored. Uh, definitely definitely different vibe, like we said, the vibes, the return of the vibes. But also the fact that Joe Brady's – First game was was a success. Can he build on that? I think he will. The more comfortable he gets up in the booth, the more comfortable he gets with the offense. He had juice himself that he's just basting into the team like a nice turkey on Thanksgiving, you know, putting putting the juices in. So 
I personally give me the Bills. I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be it, it will be a tight game. The Bills are going to win 24-21. That's that's my score right there. Well, after the like, Broncos you like my Thanksgiving game, reference at, on Black after, Friday. I did like that. <laughs> after the Broncos game, I said I was going to pick the Jets. I changed throughout the week listening to Joe Brady, but I did say after picking the Jets there's no way I'm picking them against the Eagles, so I just think the Eagles are better. Then watching both teams play, I'm like on the fence again. So we're doing two weeks in a row. I got the Bills win 27-24. I think the player of the game will be Tyler Bass because I believe he will be kicking a 52-yard field goal at the end of regulation to win the game. All right. All right. I like it. I like it. My player of the game, there's a lot. There's a lot it could be. could be Kincaid. could be Davis. could be James Cook. Always could be Josh Allen. You know what? Give me give me the return game guy. All right. I had Ed Oliver partially correct last week. He had a big game. You had Rasul Douglas. So you were you were the heavy winner right there. Thank you. We should we should you know, next no maybe then this year we should just do a ranking of like whose MVP was better. Like who played whose player we picked played better. We'll have to we'll have to go through the episodes and see. We'll have a watch party. <laughs> but anyway, anyway. I I think I'm gonna go Linval Joseph. I think he's going to pop this game against his home recovery team. last game he did that was spectacular i was going to bring that up that was if if that huh. also another interesting thing the chiefs were spiking the ball on monday night did you see he he uh, not he but the the guy jalen carter I, yeah jalen carter popped down and almost picked it off Imagine if that actually happened. Like that would be now every every coach is looking at that copycat league. Every coach is looking at that and be like, all right, on spikes, you're going low, you're going through the legs. But no, Linval Joseph, I think, is gonna go big time here. Um, I think he's gonna get a couple pressures. He's gonna stop DeAndre Swift. He's gonna stop that run game. And like you said, he's the X factor against the brotherly shove with that with, with the with the the presence he's got on the line. So give me him. I think he's going to be a stuff up the middle. Nice stuff. Turkey, you know, nice. Yeah. So, all right, that does it for our predictions for the bills. Eagles game. Let us know what you think. It's going to be a good one. I'm, I'm very excited for this game after last week. If, if the bills did not win last week and lost in horrible fashion, I don't know what we would have done for the rest of these episodes. I think just, just talked about how horrible they are, but no, the Bills won last week. They did what they needed to do against a good defense, great defense. I think they're going to continue it this week. I think Joe Brady's just going to get better and better. But now, it's time for our games of the week. Dom, what do we got on the list first? All right. So since we're about a couple hours away from game time, we're gonna we're gonna see if we can squeeze in the Dolphins. We're gonna squeeze game. it out. Yeah. Um, we may look really wrong on these predictions, but whatever. <laughs> Dolphins are nine and a half point favorites against the Jets. And um, as much as I want Tim Boyle to just to pop off, like in those like have, backup have games, game, yeah, have a game for the boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, there has to be. Uh, listen, could it go wrong? Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm a Bills fan. We've seen it this year. They've lost two games because everything went wrong against them. Mm-hmm. Like it wouldn't surprise me. But I just think this Miami deep offense is so elite. That I think the Jets defense can slow him down a little bit, but the Miami defensive Ramsey has improved a lot. Where I just, I mean, this Jets offense is so awful. Like you can't pick them. I'm sorry, you, you they're unpickable, unpickable. Yeah, I listen. The one thing the Jets have on the Dolphins 
um, that the Bills took advantage of was running on their defense. The Dolphins' run defense has been better, but not fantastic still. So Brees Hall could have a day. Like, and I'm not sitting here saying that that's going to happen. Uh, that could be a game changer there. The the Dolphins' defense has gotten better. You're right. Still, like, oddly, just, like, it could let up some interesting plays. Jalen Ramsey does help in the secondary for sure. Um, Allen's record against him is perfect, by the way. Just want to point that out. So when, when it comes time to play them again, just keep that in mind. But I think the uh, the Dolphins win this game, unfortunately. Listen, I'm going to pick the Dolphins. I'm rooting for the Jets this week. I genuinely am. Like, I'm rooting for Tim Boyle to have one of those just backup quarterback starts where it just blows the world away. Like, Nick Foles just taking over the Eagles. You know, like that kind of a thing. Or what's another one? Ben DiNucci. They're not Ben DiNucci. What's his name? DeVito. Mike, Danny DeVito. What's his name? Tommy, Tommy, DeVito. Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. Sorry, I'm just thinking of Italian names for Giants quarterbacks. They had Ben DiNucci too. So, um, no, I, I listen, give me the Dolphins. Probably, I would say 21 to 7. But I'm I'm pulling for the Jets today. That's who I will be rooting for on the TV. So. What about you? What do you got? Oh, no, I got the Dolphins winning um, 31. So. There you go. Sorry, I just didn't remember if you said your score or not. Just no, I didn't. Thank you. All right. Uh, next so, game, we got Pats yeah. Giants. Pats are three and a half point favorites. Wow. What are they, two and nine now? Is that what they are? Two and eight. Two and eight. They've had their bye already. That's right. Yikes, man. Yikes. That's just horrible. That is like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for Bill Football Belichick. Game. Tom Brady has come out and said Bill Belichick is not the problem, though. And apparently we're getting reports that Mac Jones has lost the locker room. That's pretty evident if you look at the way they're playing and the way they they rally around him. He lost the locker room at the beginning of the season. So give me the Giants in this game. I think Saquon Barkley has a big day. Like last week, Tommy DeVito continues the backup win over Mac Jones. And have they announced, is anyone else going to start for the Patriots? Or is it still... Mac and nope, they still haven't said I looked it up just to see. All right. Well, we could see Bailey Zappi starting. It we have no idea. So that's gonna be it's gonna be one to watch. So again, give me the Giants though. Listen, the Giants play hard, but I'm gonna go with the Pats. Yeah. Um in a 13-10 kind of boring game. Yeah. Um you mean like a Bills Thursday I night just, football? I think it is important to remember that this like DeVito was awful except playing against Washington. And Washington just fired the defensive coordinator. Um, so as much as I want to buy in the hype, and I think the Pats are just god-awful, I'm also kind of rooting for the Pats to win because I don't want them to get, like, a top pick. Yeah. Um, so I guess there's some selfish reasons involved with this pick. But I don't know. I just think I just think Tommy DeVito is not going to cook up a Bill Belichick defense, and I think the, the, the their offense gets just enough to win 13-10. to 10. Okay. I like it. Thank Diggs you. did just take to the podium, though. I, he's got a funny quote. You ready for it? Sure. You want the young players to earn their respect, right? And then he goes, Dalton Kincaid earned a handshake last just last week. So oh, yeah. and then the caption is Diggs handshake Kincaid. So apparently Kincaid's only got a handshake, but we'll see. Deep. We'll see if that if that goes. But what's the next yeah. game you got? All right, we got three more. This the, now the next three are all AFC games that we want to keep attention to for Bills fans. Mm -hmm. We got the Jags in Houston. The Jags are one and a half point favorites. Now for Bills fans. The other rooting interest, obviously, were that we want the Jets to beat the Dolphins and we want the Pats to beat the Giants because, again, mm -hmm. that game, the Pats game really doesn't matter playoff rise, but like just like 
draft wise, it does. Yeah, right. Um, excuse me. Sorry. So this game, Jags Texans, we definitely want the Jags to win because the Texans have a little bit of a tougher schedule. The Texans already are a game behind the Jags, and the Jags have already beaten the Bills. So we want to, yeah. and the Bills are technically only a half game behind Houston. They're a game and a half plus a tiebreaker against behind the so Jags. We want so Houston to lose. We want the Jags to win. I believe that will happen. The Jags okay. had a bounce back game after getting absolutely humbled. Yeah, by the Niners. The Texans also already came into Jacksonville and kicked the ever-loving crap out of the Jags. Mm-hmm. So I think the Jags are out for some sweet revenge. Sweet revenge. There we go. Um, I think they're gonna win thirty-four. 34-27. I think it'll be an up and down kind of game. CJ Stroud, my fantasy quarterback, will have a big game for me, but unfortunately, it will not be enough because I think I think Trevor gets the job done. The Jags take a stranglehold on the AFC South. Right. And listen, CJ Stroud has had a remarkable rookie year. No one's saying anything against that. It's just that you can only have so many great games in a row without fumbling the bag. And I think this game, he fumbles the bag. I think the Jags, like you said, bounce back already. They're back on the tear and against, like you said, revenge is going to be big here because the Jags need this, need to, need to hop them. So if they, then that's not a full on two game tiebreaker for the, uh, the Texans. If something does end up coming down to that. So the Jags have a lot to win here. Um, please knock the, the Texans down a peg, please. So that, that, that helped the bills out. So give me the Jags to 24 to 14. I think they win it by 10. All right. Next game. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. What a barn burner without Pittsburgh Burrow. Pittsburgh is a one and a half point favorite. For rooting interest, we want Cincinnati to win. Yes. Because I think Cincinnati is going to be pretty awful. Not I should say awful, but Cincinnati is not going to be a good football team really without Joe Burrow. Uh, they still have to play the Browns, the Jags, and the Chiefs. Um, and I think they play the Steelers twice, actually. So, um, yeah, they're in a tough, but they're definitely going to get to eight losses. Um, I've already... Hey, it'll help them, though, because you know they're going to get a good draft pick out of it. You just want so. all these AFC teams to get to eight. That's mm-hmm. the big thing. Get to eight. Because the Bills, I think, have a decent chance to get to 10-7 if mm-hmm. they play well enough. It's all about can other teams just get to eight so we don't have to get a tiebreaker. So... I, I think the Bengals will get to eight even if they lose the even if they win this game. So we're definitely be rooting for them. Um and their offenses look absolutely putrid. But that being said, um Jake Browning against the Steelers defense is not something I would look forward to. Um and I think they're gonna get the job done. The Pittsburgh Steelers, uh 17-13. Um another really just boring game. I, I still obviously the Steelers fired their offensive coordinator, but um I just I guess if I, I'm assuming the Joe Brady effect kind of happens with that situation. They they guess they score enough points to get the dub. Yeah, give me at 14 to 13. I think the Bengals miss an extra point to win the game <laughs> on the on the final drive. I think that's the kind you of game we're going to do. Huh? To tie you the game. Tie the game, tie the game to send it to over. Or no, they go for the two-point conversion. They don't convert uh, to, to go to, to just win the game. Chase dropping wide open in the back of the end zone to break yep. Jeremy's heart. Yep, yep. Jamar Chase sells sells he want he wants another talented receiver so they're going to go draft one so he's like all right we're tanking and jamar chase is taking that into his own hands so give me give me the steelers 14 to 13 in a barn burner of a game and finally we have the browns in denver denver is one and a half point favorites Denver's um, again, this one is pretty easy um you'd be wanting to root for the browns 
Um, mm-hmm. I said this last week, whoever won the Brown Steelers games, you would just want them to pretty much beat every other AFC team they play. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Browns won that game. So you're kind of just like hoping the Browns kind of do what they do and win out because at that point, that would only mean one of the AFC wildcard spots is going is to be out. So you still would have two more. And Denver, a little frisky now at five and five at home favored. Um, I'm also picking the Browns because I, as much as I don't love the quarterback situation in, in Cleveland, I think this Browns defense is going to maul. Uh, this Denver offense, and I think they're mm-hmm. going to win twenty to thirteen. Okay, okay, I like it. the Bro- The Browns' defense just sucks the life out of teams. So you're absolutely right on that. Give me the Browns in a close game, seventeen fourteen. But also, want to make a quick note here: we are betting on the Bills, right? We do we do advertise ourselves as such. If you want to throw money on the Bills' futures, now is the time. All right, to make their odds to make the playoffs are plus one sixty. They're they're plus. Yeah. Throw throw a quick fifty down on that. You know that's that's what I would do. You know I might yeah, I might do that. money that you got for your grandparents. Yes, exactly. Christmas is coming up. Just ask for gambling money. Um, 2023, 24 AFC East. Um, who wins? The Bills are plus four fifty to win the AFC East. The Dolphins. The Dolphins could poop the bet. All right. There's always there's always the chance. Okay. And if the Bills beat the Dolphins again, that could be a bit. That could come down to a big game at the end if the Bills really do go on a hot streak here. So. Plus 450, don't parlay it because you'll lose if that happens. You'll lose the whole bet. But do two separate bets. Bills to make the playoffs, I feel like that's more of a, a lock than anything at this point. Like, Well, not a lock, but you could say that has a higher probability of happening. Well, than obviously, because they're plus 160, and another one is plus 440. So I think Vegas would agree with you. Right. So listen, <laughs> here and the Bills to win the conference are plus 1,400. Throw two bucks on that. What if they surprise? What if they there go all the way? You know what I mean? So come on, come on. You got it. We're betting on the bills. We got to throw a little bit in here, but yeah, Bills futures. Take a look at them. Now's the time. Now's the time. Was that the last game? Yes, sir, baby. Wow, we moved. We moved through them quick. All right. Also, we do have something to plug here at the end of this episode. So before we wrap it up, we are going to be hosting a Buffalo Bull flag football game. Hopefully we could grow this into something as the years go on, maybe a tournament of some kind. Uh, but as of now, it is a group of our, our colleagues or associates, we could say friends, our friends, our friends, acquaintances, acquaintances all competing. We, we drafted teams, all of that. We're going to broadcast it live on our YouTube. So you can go feel free to watch it. Uh, if you've got nothing else going on on your Saturday, college football is boring for you. Let's turn on some flag football, you know, so throw, throw that on your, your TV. It'll be, it's good. I'll be doing the play by play. Our producer Mooch will be helping out with the broadcast and maybe refing. I don't know. He, he pen, pending an injury. He's, he's going to be helping out with something. So we'll figure something out there. So it, it'll be fun. What, what do you, what do you think? You want to throw anything in there before? What are yeah. our team names? The Wubber Dubbers and the tra- the Grand Island Trash Pandas. Is that what we're rolling with? Yeah. Yeah, so so yeah, it should be a fun time. It was a really fun time last year. I'm hopeful that well, you know, now that you've just mentioned that, I see I checked the weather earlier in the week and I should probably have checked it like oh yeah, live weather report. Knowing quick. Grand Island, I probably should have it's oh my god, we are in between where it's supposed to be forty one and mostly sunny. Beautiful. Couldn't ask for a better day last year. It was a little windy last year, obviously, but um yeah, it's gonna be fun out there. Obviously it was it's it's cold. Um None of us are ever, I think only one of us really ever played football. Maybe a couple, well, actually, now I think about it, like a couple of us have. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
So you're probably going to see a lot of stupid stuff about people being wide open and just dropping the ball. But well, you'll hear the commentary about it live. It's so. definitely not quality content, but it, it's funny. It's a good time for everyone. Um, I'm just again, we got good weather last year and no injury, no, no injuries uh, last year. So um, hopeful, yeah. hopeful for the same to repeat itself and hopefully for the, the rubber dubbers to get a dub. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So without further ado, you could hear myself and the producer Mooch on the call tomorrow. Uh, it'll be it'll be a good time. So tune in and, you know, again, we get other teams that could be interested in the future could do a big Thanksgiving tourney. That could be fun. You know, just see how it goes. Grow it with the pod. See what happens. So without further ado, it's going to end it for this edition of the Buffalonian podcast betting on the bills. I'm Joe Kelly. Dom, how do you always end these, buddy? Go Bills, baby. Go Bills.